Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Hear that? It's the call of the crave. And when the crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. Hello and welcome to How to Be Fine. I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I am Jolenta Greenberg. And today we're here with a feedback episode. That's right. Every third week we share some of the stories you, our beloved listeners, have shared with us about the topics we've most recently covered on the show. Because a lot of you write in and a lot of you have really great things to say. Today's topics are lucky girl syndrome and body doubling. Plus, all of you also have some great advice to share with our letter writers. But before we get to all that, we have a couple of announcements. Yes, we do. Our first announcement is that we have a Facebook Live coming up. It will be our very first time doing this, and it will be your chance to have all your burning questions answered live. So send in your questions, questions of any kind. Questions about us, questions about our husbands, questions about advice you need. Send it all to KristenAngelenta at gmail.com. Seriously, ask us anything. Anything at all. And mark your calendars right now because the Facebook Live will be taking place on Wednesday, May 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Again, that is Wednesday, May 24th at 4 p.m. Eastern time, not some other time, because we live on the East Coast. <laughs> right. And our second announcement is such a delight. Our Kristen Meinzer has a new podcast out. It is called Daily Fail, and it dissects and laughs at the tabloid press. New episodes come out every Friday. Again, it is Daily Fail 
hosted by Kristen Meiser. You will love it if you love those juicy gossip rags. It's available wherever you get your favorite shows. Thank you so much for that shout out, Jolenta. And now, with those announcements out of the way, shall we dive in? Yes, please. Let's start with lucky girl syndrome and some of the folks who say that way of thinking works for them. Yes. Stacy says, I completely believe in the law of attraction, and I wish more people would be able to understand it and realize how they can use it to create the life they want. The universe matches what you are vibrating, so if you are feeling happy and grateful, the universe will bring you more of that. It's also about your limiting beliefs. If you constantly tell yourself you always have health problems, you're going to get more of that. Wayne Dyer said, change your thoughts, change your life. I truly believe that. I do have to say there must be some truth in that because my new therapist recently told me, stop saying my lupus and start saying the lupus because when you claim so much ownership over the disease, that mindset can like change things physically. So you never know. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And I trust this new therapist, I think. Oh, good. (laughs) Okay. Christine wrote in to say, I do believe in manifesting good thoughts. Back in 2011, I started to manifest that I wanted my then boyfriend to propose to me. Every day I said this to myself multiple times a day and never told anyone. Three weeks later, he asked me to marry him and I didn't share this with him for years. Maybe my thoughts changed my behavior, though. Or, Christine, maybe you two were just on the same page. And maybe at the same time you were thinking, I really want him to propose to me. Maybe he was thinking, wow, I really want to propose to Christine. So maybe you two actually were just in sync with each other. Maybe you two were in love. Maybe you were committed. Maybe you liked the idea of spending your lives together. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We'll never know. We'll never know. Only the universe knows. (laughs) Some of you believe manifesting is possible, but with some caveats. Zach says, the last time I manifested something, it was a salad with blue cheese dressing. I wanted it so bad that when I walked into the restaurant, it was served to me before I'd even ordered anything and before my waiter knew I needed service. I felt pretty powerful in my salad summoning skills that day, but I can't do it every day. I'm bringing this story up to say in regards to lucky girl syndrome, I think the kind of magical thinking in this kind of thing can help life be more interesting but life is still a game of odds, and all any of us can do is try to make the decisions that put us in a place for something interesting to happen. Lucky girl practices can help us notice those moments and take advantage of them, but they're one tool in a big box of them, and there are other tools that are more interesting, practical, and reliable. Yeah, I like that there are other tools that are more reliable. That feels very true to me. Yeah, I also like your thinking, Zach, that you can put yourself in the path of certain luck. Like if you want the salad, you know a good place to go? A restaurant. And that's what you Ah, did. (laughs) Right, right. It was a bit of both. A bit of manifesting, a bit of putting yourself in the right place. Yes. And a bit of probably some orders getting mixed up. Yes, all of that good stuff. But I do need to try manifesting salads. That's not something I've ever tried. Oh, yeah. I love a good salad, too. (laughs) Who doesn't? Jamie wrote in to say, I believe that you can find a positive or make a positive out of any situation, provided you are able to live to get out of the situation in one piece and choose to find something positive in it. Similarly, I believe in the idea of manifesting, but only a little bit. 
What I believe to be true is that if you're looking for the good in a situation, you're way more likely to find it. If you're expecting something won't work out for you, it probably won't. And that's not magic so much as reality. We see what we're searching for. It's the whole, if I buy a white car, all I will see from now on are all the white cars on the road phenomenon. Mm, Yes. Mm -hmm. I think you and I touched on that in our episode, Jolenta, the idea of me personally going through the world looking for the daisies growing out of the sidewalk. Right. So I see them. Maybe other yes. people not looking for them aren't going to see them. Right? I was going to say, this sounds like a very Christian-y outlook where it's like, you can't maybe make all the good things come to you, but there are ways where you can see more of the good in your life than maybe you have before. Yes. And Gail says this, which I thought was great. I like to think of manifestation like doing improv with the universe. You initiate a scene and sometimes life, a.k.a. your scene partner, responds in the perfect way and other times it does not. I like that. That's a good way to put it. You're throwing it out there. Sometimes the universe yes ends you. Sometimes it falls flat. <laughs> Look at you, Jolenta, using that mm-hmm, improv mm-hmm. terminology. Yes and. I went to acting school. <laughs> <laughs> But moving on, a lot of you strongly dislike lucky girl syndrome and the law of attraction. Here's a letter from someone who would like to remain anonymous. The lucky girl syndrome and manifestation attitude is huge within the IVF space, and I despise it. You're going through something hard, something you want, and that is important to you. And for some, there are a lot of rough patches throughout the journey. If you share your rough patch in a raw way and don't sugarcoat your experience or add some hopeful tagline, you get bombarded with people giving you advice to think positive, be hopeful, and don't give up. Another common occurrence in IVF groups is for people to come back and share their success stories, which is great. Many of the times they start or end their story with never give up, don't give up hope, it'll happen for you, etc., They mean to be encouraging, which is great, but I can't help but wonder how many people like me see those posts and feel guilt for knowing we will not do this process for 10 years, a dozen egg retrievals or double digits worth of transfers. Are we failures weak, not lucky girl enough, despite doing mantras daily for however long, vision boarding our future families, dreaming of family vacations or what the child will be like? The reality of it is a positive mindset is wonderful and healthy to have, but looking at life realistically and allowing people to sit with what they feel is also important. It's like anything else. Everything in moderation, I guess. Oh, I feel so much for you, letter writer here, because what you're talking about not only is emotional and demoralizing, it also is financial. And so much of the ability to say, oh, I'm going to do 10 more rounds of IVF when every round is $30,000, dollars $50,000, depending on where you live and your insurance coverage and so on, that means 10 rounds of IVF could be half a million dollars and multiple hours probably out of work while you're going for your daily, you know, blood tests and all of the other things that you have to go through. I'm imagining that the people who say never give up probably have more privileges in those areas financially and with time to be able to do these things, right? Totally. So that's not just lucky girl syndrome. That is lucky rich girl syndrome, too. Or lucky privilege syndrome. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we're, we're so sorry that this is something that you've been going through. And we're sorry for anybody else who's listening who has been going through that. Yeah. It's not your fault. It's not. No, 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 no. 
Krista has this to say, lucky girl syndrome to me is exactly like growing up in the church. If you just had enough faith, you didn't need meds. If you had enough faith, your bills would be paid. If you just believed enough, the good would happen. If you prayed enough, what you wanted would come true. But if you didn't, then you're an absolute failure, just shit out of luck. Oof, that sounds a lot like it. Yeah. Basically the same principle. You're not asking hard enough. You're not putting out the right energy, the right asks to the universe, to your God, whomever. And if things aren't going your way, it's because you're not asking right or, you know, it's your fault. Yeah. This is especially true in prosperity gospel circles that believe if you pray enough, you'll get rewarded. And the right. rewards can come in many, many forms, including health and primarily wealth. And yeah, that's all over America. I'm not sure internationally if it's as popular, but prosperity gospel is a very, very, very American thing within our churches. Totally. And finally, Mandy had this to say, which we love. Longtime listener, first time writer, the episode on lucky girl syndrome had me screaming into the void as I walked my dogs and bopped along to your podcast. You're right. This is just a rehashing of the secret. And my biggest problem with the law of attraction is that it doesn't make sense scientifically in the universe. Positive attracts negative. Try putting two magnets together the wrong way. It's not going to happen. So the whole thing just bugs me, and I'm very irritated that it's making its way around again. Yes, Mandy. I never <laughs> thought of it, it that, that way. way. Yes. Oh positive does not attract positive. <laughs> no, I've tried that magnet thing. You're right. It doesn't work. <laughs> they just they just push against each other. <laughs> oh, that's so great. <sighs> So great. All right. We're going to take a quick break. But reminder, you can always share your stories with us and send in your advice questions by emailing us at kristinandjolenta at gmail.com or hitting us up at facebook.com slash groups slash kristinandjolenta. Coming up, we get into body doubling. Stay with us. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. When your space has the long-lasting, noticeable scent of Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist, you'll be inviting everyone over. From barbecues to girls' night, the kids can even host their friends. Whoa, it smells amazing. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is infused with two times more essential oil versus regular Airwick Essential Mist for our most authentic, nature-inspired fragrance experience. Airwick Vibrant Essential Mist is perfectly portable and effortlessly easy, the way fragrance should be. Now that's a breath of fresh Airwick. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Issa as host Issa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Hey, everyone, we're back. And now, Jolenta, it's time to talk about body doubling. Yes. So a lot of you wrote in to say that you were body doubling already without even realizing it. Amy says, I was so excited to hear about body doubling in your episode this week. I feel like I was way ahead of the trend. Back in the 80s, when I was in elementary school, I would do my homework with my father sitting next to me. He would be reading a book or doing his own thing, never helping, just being there. We called him the DD, or designated dummy. Somehow, the homework got done faster and better, even though he wasn't helping with the work. Just his presence made a difference. I hope more research is done to understand why this is so effective. Mm, Very interesting, Amy. Wow. All the way back in the 80s doing it. Plus, what a fun name. Designated dummy. (laughs) Not because you're dumb, but you're just a presence. You're just a body. body. That's all you are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maeve says, I was not familiar with the term body doubling, but I've been doing it for years with my special education teacher friends. We just coined it productivity parties. We've been doing productivity parties for over eight years. Two or three of us special education teachers get together once a weekish to be productive. It gives us a set time to get work done and gives us someone to bounce ideas off of when we need help with wording or intervention ideas. Sometimes one's productivity may be housework even. Some weeks are more productive than others, but it's better than sitting alone and staring at paperwork wondering how to start. I love that. Productive parties, designated dummies. We got all sorts of names for body doubling. Yeah, it's so fun. And yeah, I can totally see starting a task that just doesn't seem exciting. Having someone else next to you who's doing the same thing. Misery loves company, I guess. Right, right. right. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. Yeah. I remember when I was in school, the teachers used to get together all day and like write their grades and stuff just like near each other. It's not like they were doing it together. Yes. Same vibe. Yeah. And we also heard from another educator who uses body doubling in a totally different way. Monique said, this episode got me thinking about how us teachers do this as a strategy to help ADHD or otherwise easily distracted students. We create seating plans where we place those students next to students who get started straight away, mind their business, and do their work, etc. Depending on personalities and dynamics, it usually works a treat. Wow, that is very smart. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you, Monique, it didn't ever occur to me that teachers were seating us in a particular fashion growing up. But now looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. Is this why I was always with boring people in my, like, little cluster? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Monique, you're pulling back the curtain on so much for us. Yeah. (laughs) But while a lot of you body double with people in the same field as you, some of you do it with more unconventional partners. Chrissy says, I am a stay-at-home parent and I use body doubling. But it's not really a body double because I use my robot vacuum, lovingly named Robert, to be my body double. (laughs) I have him set every day, Monday through Friday at 8.30 a.m. to run for one hour. When Robert kicks on, I tell myself, I have to get up and do something productive while Robert is running. Sometimes it's laundry or dishes or cleaning a bathroom, but Robert holds me accountable for that hour. That is so cute. Yeah, your body double doesn't have to have a... A human body. It can be a robot body. As long as it's a presence that reminds you like what you're doing or to stay on task or gets you refocused, like who cares what kind of body it is? Yes. This is giving me some inspiration. I think I've told you in the past, Jolenta, that 
when I did have a robot vacuum, it made me sad because I would see it working and I would feel so bad for it. I'm you like, feel guilty. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, look at it working away. And I'm like watching TV. I feel so bad. But if you did work too. Yes. Then maybe I wouldn't feel so bad about my robot working and me doing nothing. <laughs> wow. Wow. We're going to think about that while we take another quick break. But when we come back, we're going to read some of the great ideas you have for our advice seekers. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt at 3 a.m. at all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. All right, we are back, and we have some additional advice for our recent letter writers. All right, first up, some advice for our letter writer who was deciding whether or not to go no contact with a family member. Electra says, for the letter writer dealing with estrangement, I too am estranged from a parent, a sibling, and several former friends and coworkers. If you're still waffling on why you are making the separation and you are still in contact, try the explicit if-then style of boundaries. Basically, it's you defining your pre-chosen behavior if certain circumstances occur and you telling the other person in advance about the circumstance and your chosen reaction and you following through regardless of their complaints and attempts to get you to change your mind. For example, if my parent belittles my child, I will take us home early and won't come back for a week. If you set concrete if-then conditions and you find yourself going home early and walking away a lot, that gives you some concrete reasons you can remember later when you are wondering if you were right to cut them out of your life. They weren't willing to change or collaborate even when you gave them clear conditions, nor did they care enough to extrapolate from those boundaries how they might be a bit more supportive. Oh, Electra, that is great advice. But right? then, yes. And I especially like your example here because I think for a lot of us, it's easier when we think of, are you doing something to somebody I love? You know, but then eventually maybe we can replace that person we love, like our child or our friend with ourselves too, which is Jolenta something you alluded to in the original episode. Right, right. Moving on. We also got tons of tips for our letter writer who struggled with indecision. Yes. Alice says, love this week's episode. I'm very indecisive with big decisions, and I've found one way that works for me. At random, I choose one of the options and commit to it, but only in my mind. I don't tell anyone else or act on the decision in any way. Then the next day, I swap and commit to the other decision only in my mind. 
I almost always find one of the days my mind keeps chirping up with worries and wanting to reconsider, and with the other decision, my mind just quiets down and I get on with my day without thinking about it so much. That lets me know that that's the right decision. For some reason, I need to pretend I've made the decision to actually know how it feels. That makes so much sense. I feel like I need to try that immediately next time I'm making a decision. Thank you, Alice. Yes. Thank you, Alice. Melissa also wrote in to say, when it comes to indecision, the book How to Decide by poker champ Annie Duke is super helpful. She breaks down how outcomes are not directly related to the quality of the decision. There's always an element of luck. You have to weigh the probabilities. Oh, Melissa, I love that you mentioned Annie Duke. We've mentioned Annie Duke in our Patreon affirmation episodes, Jolenta, because I love Annie Duke so much. She's so cool. Oh, she's so cool. I was very fortunate to be able to interview her once for another one of my shows. It was supposed to be a half-hour interview, and it went for almost two hours because we (laughs) could not stop talking with each other. She has so many great ideas. She's not just a poker champion. She's a PhD. She's written many books. She is so smart. She's so great. Now, for the letter writer feeling unworthy of fun, we got a lot of feedback, but we especially loved this super interesting note from a listener. Aislinn says, play, as Jolenta and Kristen mentioned in the episode, is essential. Even bees, arguably the most productive species in the world, have been shown in laboratory experiments to engage in play when given the opportunity. The study, which was reported on the CBC, found that the bees would elect to play with colored wooden balls even when given unrestricted access to food. The authors hypothesized that the bees found the act of play to be rewarding in its own right a.k.a. fun. So, if busy bees can see value in recreation, we humans should not feel pressure to constantly be productive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad they threw that joke in just for you, Kristen. Thank you, Aislinn. Yes. Yeah, so when you're like, I'm as busy as a bee, remember, like, bees want to play with a ball, so give yourself a, a bee break. Yes. Aislinn, by the way, also included a link to this study if anyone wants to read it. We'll make sure it's on our Facebook community. Yeah. It is a delight. It made me so excited for the bees. (laughs) Totally. Moving on, I want to talk about Glamour, Kristen, because we got some fun tips for our letter writer who wanted to add more glamour to their life. Here is a great one. Lauren says, I love the ideas about how to add a little glamour to your life, especially since they were so accessible. I personally love fresh flowers, candles, and robes. One thing I do is I almost always plate my food in a visually compelling way. Think fancy restaurant dish. It doesn't take very long. I arrange it carefully and add a little bit of chopped herbs, a citrus wedge, or a drizzle of balsamic, depending on what the meal entails. I also take photos but that isn't necessary. I mostly do it for me because it makes me enjoy what I'm eating so much more. And note, Lauren does show off some of these photos for us on our Facebook community. Thank you, Lauren. They are beautiful. They look Mm -hmm. like Michelin star restaurant plates. Gorgeous. Inspired me to actually want to make my plates maybe a little prettier. I know. I was like, wait, I could do that. (laughs) Shit, Lauren. So beautiful. Yes. right. (laughs) I love it. So that's it for this feedback episode. 
Thank you to everyone who wrote in. Reminder, we love hearing from you. You can always get in touch with us on Instagram at How to Be Fine Pod. And in addition to huge thanks to all of you, our listeners, huge thanks as well to our production team at Stitcher, Nora Ritchie, Chantel Holder, and Casey Holford. Reminder, rate us and review us wherever you're listening. It helps people find the show. It helps us know what you're thinking about the show. We like to know you're liking the show. So let us know. (laughs) Until next time, I'm Kristen Meinzer. And I'm Jalanta Greenberg. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. And until then, stay fine. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed in garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.